Toe Ken. Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard Annie Philippe. Today on the Nardwar de Human Serviette Radio Show, interviews with the Silver Sun Pickups and the Kaiser Chiefs. Before we kick into the Silver Sun Pickups, here is some. Conway Twitty from Mr. T with Redneckin' Love Making Night.
got a six pack along next to the trunk on ice. Ooh, but you sure look nice. Makes me want to hug you and kiss you all over your face. Well, it's a red naked love making night. You ain't had much till you've been touched in the moonlight. You feel it the most when you get real close and you hold on tight. It's a red naked love making night. It's a red naked love making night. We know what we're talking about. Listen to the whippoorwills, how they sing. Just like us, they're doing their thing. We know what we got when the nights get hot down south. Yeah, it's a redneckin', long-making night. Ain't had much till you've been touched in the moonlight. Silverstone Pickups. Brian, who else is in the Silverstone Pickups? Uh, it's funny you ask, because they're right here, it turns out. This is Joe. Hey, I'm Joe. Nikki. Hi, I'm Nikki. Christopher. I'm Christopher, hi. Brian O'Bear. Silverstone Pickups. <laughs> one, two, three. And we're Silverstone Pickups. Oh, no. no one went really bad with the radio sometimes. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you. We like it here a lot. Now, is it true, Brian, that you guys are going to be playing at Chili Cook-Off? <laughs> yeah, I think so. 
<laughs> I read that too, and I was like, wow. No. Uh, I, w- I don't know if it's actually going to be a chili cook-off. I think it's a, um, a clever radio name for, like, their summer... You know, like Bonanza or something like that. So. Like the weenie roast or something? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I think we might be doing that, Wait, too. you mean there's no roasting of weenies? I don't, I don't know. There might so. be. You know what? I would really kind of be a little disappointed if it's not a chili cook-off. Like, I, I, I think they should actually have that going, don't you think? I think that's just amazing, the chili cook-off. Yeah. I was hoping for the gas yeah. to be present. Yeah. That's we need a little <laughs> gas sometimes to help us work out. And the chili cook-off, nothing like a chili cook-off to make you feel comfortable on stage. And you have that to look forward to, the chili cook-off. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you want to go? Yeah. You ready to go? <laughs> it's coming up. That's something yeah. to, like, put a little note on the calendar there. I know, I know. I, I saw it. It was really cute, you know? And then we're playing, uh, I believe, uh, salad bars across the country. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I saw that you guys played the Oktoberfest in Seattle or something. How are you at playing those type of events? Uh, we're not doing that so much anymore, but I'll tell you, that one was, that one was really fun because I... Immediately I thought of Oktoberfest, I was like, oh, man, it's going to be a bunch of jocks and, being, you know, just a bunch of morons and it was like truly like total northwest and here too uh like serious serious beer people like every kind of beer you could connoisseurs of beer and it was just we were amazed and we got so drunk we played at noon and we were drunk by one and then we had headaches at three and then hated everything by five and it was free free yeah. beer you get the little because you know if you get the little beer glasses it means like people are, it's like wine tasting you know except we don't spit anything out it's like <laughs> Well, there might be beer at the chili cook-off. You never know. Oh, I guarantee there'll be beer at the chili cook-off. <laughs> I don't know if there'll be chili. It'd be such a bummer. Yeah. Now, Silver Some Pickups, I also noticed that you guys played a barn. Yeah. Uh, have done that. They have. I haven't. You didn't play the barn? I wasn't in the barn. Well, what would you imagine playing a barn would be like? Um, I imagine it's probably exactly how it was. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> but, you know, it was pretty cool because I think we were, played, we were playing and connected to generators of trucks. And so that was cool. Uh, we did a cover of a Beatles song and, and cleared the room. <laughs> so from a barn to a chili cook-off to Oktoberfest, you guys have also played a pool party? No, we didn't. No. We wanted to. McKeeran's pool party, yeah. It, we had to cancel it for one reason. Oh, you, you had to cancel. <laughs> I was actually going to say yes because I was like, uh, yeah, we did. You had to cancel the pool party. Yeah, sometimes you just, you just got to cancel stuff. You know what I mean? I'm really scared about the chili cook-off there really, now. There was really no reasoning. We just wanted to flex our might. But those know. are pretty amazing, these pool parties. Have them in New York, right? They're yeah, big, yeah, giant pool that, parties. That, that, supposedly it's amazing. Well, hopefully we'll get to do it next year or the year after. Yeah, what have you heard about them? I've seen pictures, and it looks like a lot of fun. So Great bands, like Muse, yeah. Secret Machines, all those bands played that thing. It's supposed to be amazing. Yeah. So are some pickups. No chili. No. But I think there is a pool, isn't there? Well, if the pool was filled with chili. Oh, <laughs> or maybe not cool, actually. Demo- Chili and beer. Hel- uh, our helmets are full of cottage cheese. <laughs> and it was a little barn off to the side. Yeah, it really was a barn. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> so, some pickups. You're here back in Vancouver, British Columbia, yeah. Canada. Was there a flood that you encountered yeah. in Vancouver previously? What was that all about? We were the openers here at Richards on Richards and became the headliners. Because after we were done, the place flooded. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, show's over, everybody. And then that was it, really. And... Uh, I'm glad we're back because we're hoping there might be fires or earthquakes or something that happens in here. What is a flood? What is a flood? Uh, it's the place flooded. <laughs> the sewage of the city rose up, and like Ghostbusters 2 style slime. You know what I'm saying? Wow, what a topical reference that was. Uh, it came up like all the sewage kind of came up and filled the whole floor of Richards and Richards. Have you noticed at the end of the last song? I was like, man, we we were doing really good, but the last song seems to be everyone's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked out the stage just like this. 
You're riveting television, right? That far deep, yeah. So hopefully we'll do something crazy. I mean, this place is leaving us soon, right? So Canadians almost made you stink then? No, it actually smelled kind of nice. I don't know what you guys eat here, but it smelled good. Yeah. <laughs> it smelled like Fritos and flowers. You have a Canadian connection. Yeah. Silverstone pickups. Yeah. Yes, we do. We do. <laughs> That's weird you say that. I don't know what it is yet. I can tell you right now. What is it? You did a duet with the Magneta Lane. Oh, man. From Toronto. Explain oh, about that. Yeah. Wow, that was... You're amazing. <laughs> you actually know things. Um, and you're helping us remember things that we've completely <laughs> forgotten about. Yeah, totally. That was awesome. It was an... Well, here's a... It was kind of a bad idea. Magneta Lane played with us at Mercury Lounge in New York, which was great. But then someone got... An idea like, you know, it would be fun if Silverstone goes and plays an after show. Totally a New York thing, right? At four in the morning when they're completely out of their minds with crappy gear and all sorts of stuff like that. So we went up there and did some sort of semblance of a set. And the girl from Magnet Lane came and, and, and sang, Lexi came and sang Kissing Families with me. That was really cool. And then after that, but, but you forgot, you forgot like to say me. that you forgot to say that that was after we played Kissing Families already. Oh, yeah. So we already played. We played it once at the show, then we played it again at the after show, and then she came up and we did it again. <laughs> All three bands do that. Yeah, we did Freebird a couple the, times. The reprise. I think that was actually after we started leaving the stage, though. Like, yeah. yeah. I like Magneto Lane. What's going on with them? They're awesome. They're still rocking from Toronto, Ontario on Paper Bag Records. Drummer, man. She's, she's serious. Yeah, they're a good band. So were some pickups. Did you rescue Snow Patrol from a meltdown? Uh, Nikki did. How did you rescue Snow Patrol from a meltdown? Brian started helping. Well, they had a... No. Uh, <laughs> I think set the scene. Can you set the scene? What was happening? have somebody come up and sing a song with them, um, the duet that uh, Gary did with uh, Martha Wainwright. Set the fire. Called Set the Fire. And so that night they were going to have somebody that they work with do it, and then she ran away because she was too scared... Or not too scared. She was just wasn't prepared to, to sing it that night. So they got these two girls. I think they were sisters to come up. And Gary said no. And they, <laughs> they started they super, singing it, and they, they didn't. Super trashy and like just gross and gross. Well, they didn't know the song, so he had them back down again. And then he asked Brian. Brian was right yeah, there. Yeah. Then Gary called me up, and I. Uh, I started reading this thing. And it was trying to sing like a girl more than usual. And was I went, a teleprompter. No, well, he had pieces of paper, but they were like, it was like a paragraph of yeah, stuff, yeah. and Nikki then came kind of behind me and said, okay, and then she finished it, and it was kind of like an amazing event. You could tell, like, the crowd was like, it has, something happened. It, something <laughs> remarkable happened out of this moment, because it was all, this is working, that's not working, that's not working, and Nikki came and saved them. Were you worried at all, Nikki, when you jumped up on stage? Well, a little. Were you ready? Did you think that that might happen? I had the night before. I had looked at the lyrics, and I was like, "Wow, those are those are a lot of lyrics." And so I knew when when Brian went on there, I was like, "I don't think he knows how many lyrics there are." So then I just I had reviewed them at least. I I have a feeling there's some foul play involved, like you know Tanya Harding esque Nancy Kerrigan. Oh yeah, and then I broke his shin, and then um. And then I started playing. I mean, singing. Nikki was waiting for her moment all her life. Now, what did the snow patrollers think about it? They gave her the job for the rest of the tour. They were like, oh, I think it saved them from something a little bit, uh, that was a great idea that went haywire a little too much. And so Nikki kind of, like, finished it out and saved, yeah. saved them. They were going to break up. 
because of it. In fact, I saw the papers because they're they're kind of a business, you know. So they have papers they have to sign, and they have they, each each one of them each one of them has a key that they put in and turn and hit the button. That's the end of Snow Patrol. And literally, they were like. And Nikki wouldn't stop. Four of the five had their yeah. keys in already. Yeah, Pablo was nowhere to be found. <laughs> so, are some pickups you also have played with? Okay, go. They were on that same tour. Now, what I'm wondering about is they have like 15 million views on their YouTube site. They deserve it. I mean, that video is pretty amazing. 15 million. Okay, so they have yeah. 15 million fans. Do 15 million fans come to their gigs? Who comes to see Okay Go? 20 million people, because it's 15 million people who've seen it, and then the five million who are curious. So what do the fans like when you look out there in the audience? The 15 million, 20 million YouTubers that watch OK Go. How do they react to OK Go? I'm just curious about this. Like, What does a YouTube audience look like? Right now, 15 million OK Go fans looked a lot like 8,000 Snow Patrol fans. Boom. kind of who we were playing to, Snow Patrol fans. I don't know. I've never seen an OK Go show, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a really good response, yeah. always. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're really, and they, every night they're pretty great. Brian, did you once get hurt moshing to Weezer? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. And a total lie. False. <laughs> yes, I did. And somebody, some guy... Yeah, it hit me so hard I went flying across and I knew like, wow, what's going on in the world where I'm being heard a Weezer show? And that was the end of pitting for me. Like, have you guys been in the pit at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the time. What sort of pits have you been in? What bands have you jumped in the pit with? Uh, a Rage Against the Machine. Uh, I remember Sublime a lot. And no doubt. In the pit? Yeah, heck yeah. Any hurts? Mmm, nothing serious. Yeah, the only time it was I ever got hurt was the Beastie Boys. That was. Scary. I split my lip in half. That was, but that was when I was like 14. I saw Babes in Toyland. That was pretty rough. But uh, um, Godhead Silo was probably the oh, gnarliest yeah. one. Was that? We got Olympia a really fun one from Godhead Silo. Remember from Fargo, North Dakota originally. Right. Yeah, yeah. Their um, their new band's great too, actually. Uh, the one that they've got with uh, Spencer from uh, Murder City Devils, oh. but um, Smoke and Smoke, but. Uh, that was the scariest one I've ever been in, but Son I didn't actually get hurt. Sonic Youth is one of my scariest ones. Remember when the Death from Above, 97, we did a little pit? Oh, that was yeah. pretty fun. Oh, yeah, the Echo. And then was I was kind of like, wow, pits are different now, because you're just like, all right, <laughs> move over. No Come one's on. really No one's you really You got in the Death from Above pit? <laughs> yeah. Canadian band. I love that band. We, we, they uh, play... They played this little club in, in Los Angeles, and it, you couldn't get into the thing, but we were smart enough to know how. Like, just leave, because they're not playing till midnight, and no one's going to wait around, and just walked right in, and it was awesome. They're really good. So good. Has there been any pits for silver, some pickups at all? It happens sometimes, but, <laughs> you know, I think you... It even happened twice at the Snow Patrol thing, but it gets killed pretty quickly, you know, which is cool because... 14-year-old girls. Yeah. <laughs> and then some guy, it'll be like a bunch of 14-year-old girls, especially Snow Patrol, there's 14-year-old girls on the side, and then this big guy will just kind of tromp through them, and that's no fun, right? How about for your bandmates, Brian? Have you hurt your bandmates, specifically Nikki? Have you ever hurt Nikki? Have I ever hurt her? Emotionally all the time, but physically? No, she's usually the one that falls on people. And... Nikki, have you ever been hurt by Brian? No, but there was one time where I... He asked me to hit him, and so I did. Me? Remember, and then I actually, that hurt you? No, I did it to you, too. 
Oh, I did it to Kennedy, too. Riveting. Oh. <laughs> I guess what I was wondering about is, I thought you hurt Nikki because you told her to keep playing bass and she had to do, like, a seven-minute bass solo and you really got hurt after doing a seven-minute bass solo? Oh, you... you oh, because... Yeah, the troubadour or something. Yeah, wasn't there some I, reason I, you forced your bandmate to do a yeah. seven-minute bass solo well, while you... band played. It wasn't just her. Everybody kept going and going and going because something broke. And so instead of, like... Usually, uh, and some people in L.A. love it when crap goes wrong for us because something like that will happen. And basically, they had to play the song Wasted On for about seven minutes before I get my crap together. And then you come back in and the audience goes, I can't believe it! And did it hurt Nikki? No, you are exhausted. Though. Yeah, I said I was exhausted. So Brian did hurt you. Yeah, I, I guess technically. It's exhausting. The band is exhausting. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, especially for Nikki. Nikki, are you a movie star? No. Yes, you are. I am. Aren't you in the movie Sunset Junction? Oh, yeah. What is that thing? Is that oh, yeah. Out? We haven't... I oh. guess we are. We are. I haven't seen it. What, is, what is the movie Sunset Junction? I have no idea. But it is, Sunset Junction is a festival in Silver Lake, an area of Los Angeles that we live in that's gotten really... Um, it was kind of like a neighborhood festival, and then it became like Sonic Youth headline. It's crazy, you know? And somebody made a film about it, and I think it was the year we were playing, and I, it's always like... We always, once in a while, get an email like, hey, man, I got a cut together. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I think it might have come out. Like Did it? And Nikki, you are in it. All right. You are a movie star. All right. I'll have to tell my mom. Yeah. You mentioned Kennedy. Kennedy was an ex-bandmate of yours, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Now, Kennedy also works, I think, for the Carson Daly Show? He did for years. He was one of the producers. So is that how you ended up on the Carson Daly Show for, like, five weeks in a row? No, uh, no, I don't know how that happened. In fact, it's funny because I think Carson... Your ex-bandmate got you on the show? Carson didn't know. We told him that he Kennedy used to be in the band. After, and he was like, Ugh. But He's like, Kennedy used to always talk about a band he was in, but... Yeah, you like, never heard of us before. And I mentioned to you that on stage, he was like, oh, God. So that wasn't the key then. I thought the key to getting Carson Daly was being getting somebody from the inside to get you on there. Because you were on, like, five days for a week. I know, that was crazy. We did five, five days, well, four days in one day, really. It was smoke and mirrors, you know, you just change clothes, like... All right, it's Tuesday. Cool. All right, I can't believe it's so different. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like. But I don't really know how that. It was for the fifth anniversary yeah. of the show. He was really cool. Like he, he was a big. Fan. No inside connections. Uh, not as far as I know. How about that camera you were carrying around? You like filmed like a water we filtration did a lot system. Of we did a lot. They. Uh, I think they were like, hey, I don't know if you guys are shy, but whatever, here's a camera. Brian from Silver Sun Pick Out. Well, we're weird at it. Tell me, please, about the Carson Daly show backstage here. Was there some water filtration thing or some coffee thing? What was the weird things there? I think that the, the thing that made that fun was uh, their intention was like, film all the crazy, crazy, wacky, insane rock and roll moments. And we thought it was funny to film really dumb things <laughs> like the water. I did like an hour of the water faucet thing. They didn't, they didn't include that one. But they didn't include the coffee they didn't stunt. Include the bathroom party the there. Bathroom. They didn't include um, the tour of our publicist's pants. Um, <laughs> things like that they left out, you know. But whatever. I'm hoping that that'll start my film career. Up. What is Brian worth? What? Yeah. What is Brian worth? Um, uh, Twenty bones. <laughs> Brian, you are worth more than... Let's see what you're worth more than. Right here, we have a little clipping here from eBay. And according to this... Oh if you want to hold this for a second, take a look. If you could read this out and read it to the camera. This shows why you are worth more than the Backstreet Boys and the guy from Scrubs. Check it out right here. From the top, if you could please read this. This... 
This is a brand new and extremely rare Brian O'Bear of Silverstone Pickups autographs, eight by ten. There's the oh, those are those guys. Hey, wait a this minute. photo, continue on, please, if you could. This photo. Oh, where's that? I'm sorry. Right here. This is a brand new, extremely rare Brian O'Bear of Silverstone Pickups autograph, eight by ten photo. This photo has been signed by the hottest. <laughs> Hot and sexy. <laughs> Lead singer of the up and slash or coming band, Silver Sun Pickups, colon, Brian O'Bear. Now, what's really neat, if you go down here, it says two pics of Brian O'Bear. Brain O'Bear. This happens to me all the time. Every time I'd get my coffee, it would say brain. And I always wonder about, like, all the Brians have kind of, we've all stuck together about that. Like, some reason, when they go, man, is it is it Brian or, it must be brain. I'm going to write down it brain. Be can't brain. be Brian. So if you continue on here, check this out. These There are not too many of these Brian Ober autographed. Silverson pickups photos around. <laughs> Extremely hard to find. So buy it while you can. So we could technically just do this ourselves now. Yeah. Yeah. But and we could flood what's interesting, though, is this photo that rare? It's like straight off the internet. No, no, no. no. The guy, we, this was actually in, where was it? St. Louis? No, yeah, no. St. Louis. St. Oh, yeah, Louis. Louis, yeah. These guys came up from like behind the venue and all the guys who worked at the venue were like those dudes just sell stuff on ebay and we were like oh, whatever I don't, we don't care but, I mean, and we were kind of wondering if this was going to happen and apparently are, it did but if you continue on here check this out this was actually done in toronto continue just continue on your photo photo has been signed in blue sharpie autograph was obtained on march 31st 2007 while brian o or while brain obear of silverstone pickups did a radio station interview in, in toronto right i remember this guy the band was in town to do a concert with... Okay, spelling okay out, go. And Snow Patrol during their current tour. Now continue on. What does it say here? Two pics of Brain O'Bear of Silverson Pickup signing photo is it's not included in this item. Look, Basically, you're not getting these. No. Yeah. Like, as they could throw these in if yeah. they really wanted to, but you don't get the photo of you signing the photo. This is hilarious. And right down here, this is how much it's selling for. 29 U.S., which is more. We're wondering how much is Brian worth, right? right. Yeah, well, I said $20. I was yeah. kind of close. Check this out. Backstreet Boys, $24. Yeah. Sex Pistols, $79. What? Bubbles of the Trailer Park Boys, $29. What? Scrubs Dude, $16. Take that, Zach Braff. Oh, scrubs. So 29 bucks yeah. for Brian. Scrub. I'm going to start selling these things, flooding the market. I just think it's just totally amazing how like, it all comes like, together. That is like, uh, Brian, hey, can you sign this? Yeah. Uh, you know, well, what is your, what is your, well, your signature look like? this signed, then Wait I think it'd be worth hey, at least you know. $39.95. <laughs> oh, wow. What's up? There you go. Now that's worth at least Extremely problem. rare for Brain O'Bear. Yeah. On camera, you get the video. <laughs> you do get the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's really, that's really going to screw up the person trying to sell it right now, right? Because we're selling what they were trying to sell. Unless he wants to go houses me. Game over, bro. Game over. <laughs> Brian, so what do you think, though? What do you think about this? This is amazing. This is a fan. Are there a lot of fans going after this sort of stuff? Yeah. These are, there are not too many of these. Yeah. There's like one. I think this has been one so far, really, and he's trying to make a buck off of it. <laughs> it's pretty neat because I think it's kind of like this, like a, something, a format that they just put into, like... Uh, yeah, I like... Uh, this that you pointed out is pretty fascinating. Like, see these pictures here? Not included. Yeah. It's just him showing... He's like, this is proof that I signed that. <laughs> and now there's Luckily your signature. My signature changes every week, and so you have to get it authenticated with date and all this sort of stuff like that, so we'll see if this thing flies. Because that doesn't look real, does it? Does that? Would I ever hold a blue Sharpie? Ooh. No. Ooh. Yeah. We usually use silver. So the crime people come in and, like, you know, check that out. Like, no, he never. he's never used blue. He's never used blue. But still, you got to give props to the fans. Thanks yeah. to the fans, eh? Thanks, fan.
All I'm saying is I, I told your dad to start the to, to yeah. bid at at 40. Oh, All right. this guy. Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, zero yeah, bids. Yeah, sorry, dad. <laughs> yeah, dad, I told you to bump it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So we're some pickups. Yeah. You guys have this gig at Spaceland. How did you get the gig at Spaceland? Like, you're in New York. I don't understand. It's so hard to get a gig oh, at Spaceland. The first one, you mean? When we played CMJ, um, we have all went, used to go to Spaceland constantly. And, had and it's hard to get a gig there. Yeah, well, I, well, I think, it, yeah. Yeah, it was, I guess. And the guy, the promoter who Mitchell. we... Mitchell. Mitchell, who we knew from walking around... Uh, just, I mean, I'm sorry, being patrons of the club, didn't know we were in a band and saw us. And I was like, what are you guys doing here? Like, we're in a band. He goes, okay, we'll play Space Land. So when we flew back home, we played. That was it. We've been playing there ever since. I think that's pretty amazing. It was, yeah, it's... It was very strange, and it's more amazing as things go on, as we learn about how things build with bands and stuff, that we are pretty strange. We have a pretty bizarre way to begin. Well, Spaceland is an interesting club. I was once there, and I saw legendary producer Daniel... Oh, Daniel Lenoir. Yeah, yeah, he hangs out there, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he plays... I saw their show not that long ago. And he was throwing money at the opening band. Oh, I didn't see that. That's awesome. He threw money at the opening band. Daniel Lenoir, who produced U2, is throwing money at the opening band because they're a Canadian. Oh. <laughs> what I was wondering is... Are there instances of like that happening? Is Daniel Lawal is that strange? Is somebody like him throwing money at opening band? What have you encountered at Spaceland? We, the weirdest. Oh, and he pulled up on his hog before he came into the actual yeah, club, which is pretty cool. Have the coolest mustache in the world, Daniel Lawal. <laughs> but I don't know what happened to that. I was actually disappointed last time I saw him that the mustache was gone. But uh, the craziest thing I think I've seen at Spaceland was our, this band Secret Machines played there and these fire dancers that they met a night before and in drunk conversation they're just like sure yeah you can yeah I guess you can do fire I don't know whatever well they showed up and started blowing fire all over the place and we're terrible at it and like we're throwing it and like little globs of fire juice would land on people it was insane and, and we all thought like why did you guys have this and then you look on the stage you could see from their face like they had nothing to do with it they're like <laughs> thanks for clearing our crowd out yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the girls were just in the audience, and it was clearing out. Like, people just had to step Scared away. Their lives. <laughs> they, were, they were bad fire dancers, too. I didn't know. <laughs> I guess you have to start somewhere, right? <laughs> are you guys managed by Metallica's manager? We are now, yeah, Q Prime. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, hanging out with these guys. Um, not Metallica, but hanging out with Cliff and Peter or, is pretty, just like hearing the stories, pretty much. We just shut up and listen. Brian, how many of your songs are about heads? Heads? Actually, four. What are the songs? I noted a few. Tell me if this is true. The song Three Seed. Uh, it's... Because you mentioned Bullethead. It's about being heady. Bullethead. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. That was Melatonin? Definitely. And that mentions... Heads. Brain. Brains, yeah. The fuzz? Yeah, the fuzz is, is not about heads. No, but you mentioned Inhead. Oh, yeah. I like and in Lazy Eye. That's, yeah, right there. So are there quite a few head songs? I guess so. Yeah. And all the songs that I don't mention heads are about heads. Ba-boom. Boom. Zing. <laughs> Here is a quote for the Silverson pickups winding up here. This is from the Globe and Mail in Canada. Silverson pickups recovered from a nasty pitchfork review with opening slots for Wolf Mother and Snow Patrol. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it was that nasty, really. You recovered from a nasty pitchfork review. What's it like recovering from a nasty pitchfork review? I think it was 5 out of 10. I guess pretty good. Is it 5 out of 10 nasty? <laughs> what is nasty? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're entitled to their opinion, but there was something else I was just um, disappointed when I saw that they they wrote something about a show that we played in or the plug awards and they said not to vote for us and I yes. thought that was 
kind of. Well, I think it's kind of cute that anybody cares to talk about you at all. So is that people will defend us when they see something like that? They'll immediately say that's yeah. I don't, you know, I didn't really know anything because we don't really read reviews or that stuff. Cause it's kind of weird to do that. And if you you know if you can slap yourself on the back for a good one, then you got to be able to eat the bad one too, right? So we just kind of ignore it all. But there was a moment where it shows people are like going. Pitchfork, pitchfork, and I was like, oh, they must have, they must have slammed us. But then I was kind of excited, like they knew who we are, you know. I was like, right on. Well, I think this is great. This sounds. I guess we've recovered. Yeah. Take that, Silver Sun One, Pitchfork Zero. Yeah, I just love the way it was said in the Global Mail. Silver Sun pickups recovered, yeah. recovered. That's a fan. You yeah. recovered. You made it. You made it. We, we had a hard time. We didn't get an easy ride. It's okay. I think it feels good because I, I think if you get built up by certain people or anything that people pay just attention to this one thing and they're going to buy your record because they heard someone said it was good, then the minute that that people turn on you, those people won't be there. So I guess it's good to recover from the nasty review. So were some pickups. Oh. Lastly here, those are... That's an awesome quote. <laughs> there was a review in the Georgia Strait about when you play in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada with Wolf Mother. Yes. That place is awesome, that place we played. The P&E Forum. Is no, it? Oh, no, no. The Commodore Ballroom. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. That's all right. That place is amazing. It has the best uh, uh, green room dressing slash dressing rooms in everywhere. Yeah, there's a double shower head, too. Yeah. Oh, double. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you noticed that. Yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> you noticed the double shower head. That was two more heads than most of the showers in the I'm... place. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but this review of you guys... At the Commodore Ballroom, opening for Wolf Mother, said as follows from the Georgia Street, Silverstone pickups need flute and cowbell to steal the spotlight from Wolf Mother. True. Yeah, there's not a lot of stealing a spotlight from Wolf Mother. But do Wolf Mother have cowbell and flute? They have cowbells. They've got, they've got the flute and cowbell imagery. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. There's... Will, Will Ferrell coming out. Yeah, playing the cowbell. So, yeah. That's a weird one. I don't know how to respond to that yeah. one. Well, actually, I think Will Ferrell did come and play Cowbell yeah. with Queens of the Stone Age on Saturday Night Live. He must have, somebody must have done that. He did that. He did that. That's such a, like, a huge, huge, uh, like, reference. You know what I mean? And lastly here, Silver Sun Pickups, uh-huh. talking about the double-headed shower, the Commodore Ballroom, neat places at venues. What's the Rocketeria? Oh, yeah, the, in Hard Rock in Vegas, the joint. That was unbelievable. It was like, it was the last night of our Wolf Mother tour, and, and in this Hard Rock hotel in uh, Las Vegas, there's this thing called the Rocketeria that's open 24 hours, and it's just these people making food, all, like chefs, for like 3 or 4 in the morning, the employees and the bands, and it was amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The, the secret little zone, and you guys got well, to go there. All you can eat? Well, they were like, yeah, well... I had dinner three times. Yeah, I had like chicken fried steak at like 4 in the morning, and there was a guy like throwing pizzas in the air. Like It was, it was nuts. Because there's so many employees. Yeah, yeah, it's like an army of people, I guess. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Well, thanks so much, Solar Some Pickups. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Nothing. It's nice to be back in Vancouver, and uh, hopefully there'll be, you know, not too many condos around here. There won't be a flood. <laughs> hopefully there won't be a flood. Although oh, the flood has begun, hasn't yeah. it? Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Vancouver, for the flood we will create tonight. <laughs> Why should people care about the Silver Some Pickups? Why should people care? Because we're nice. Well, thanks so much, Silver Some Pickups. Keep on rocking in the free world and do do the loot do. Bye bye.
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard the Silverson pickups with well thought out twinkles. I was hoping it would be Twinkies. Coming up, an interview with the Kaiser Chiefs. But before an interview with the Kaiser Chiefs, a track from one of the Kaiser Chiefs' favorite, if not favorite band from Wakefield, England, the Cribs and our bovine public. Not related to our bovine republic or the most serene republic. This is recorded in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. The Cribs with our bovine republic on the Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show. And then an interview afterwards with the Kaiser Chiefs on CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Nardwater Human Serviette Radio Show. Did they cut off two shoes? Did they cut white brown shoes? Did they die? Ever have to read about this in the news? He got a half for gold. Yeah, do not. 
I'm Ricky from the Kaiser Chiefs. You knew that. And Ricky, who do you have beside you? I have Simon from the Kaiser Chiefs. You haven't met him before. Peace. Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Oh, thank you very much. I've been here for, well, we've both been here for a couple of days now. So, yeah, we've been enjoying it. Now, I have some sad news for you, Ricky and Simon. Your favorite band from Vancouver, The Organ, has broken up. No, have they really? Yes, they're finished. I knew that already. Do you remember the organ from yeah, Vancouver, yeah, yeah. BC, Canada? Oh, great. I, I uh, saw it. It was on the Drowned in Sound in England, and I went on the website and read the, the tearful notice, and then uh, it just means they can't support us anymore. Are any of them doing uh, anything else? Nothing at the moment, but I was wondering, what can you tell the people about the connection between the organ from Vancouver, BC, Canada, and the Kaiser Chiefs? Like, you guys really loved me. put them on, like, your favourite things well, in the NME. Well, yeah, we, we played with them. Uh, I can't remember where, and we liked them. We got on with them. My favourite, Shelby. And then uh, we had a, a laugh, and then we played them a few times, didn't we? We met back, they played in England. We met them when we played in England as well. They played in England. Went down and saw them. They're nice. Nice girls. And now they're gone. One of them looked exactly like my ex-girlfriend, Alicia. But she left early. They're not dead. They'll be back. Yeah. They'll be back. The organ will be back. It's like the Kaiser Chiefs are back. Yeah, yeah, we're back with a new album we're promoting on the television. Kaiser Chiefs, may I sing a song to you? <laughs> yes. Video killed the radio star. Now, what's the connection between Video Killed the Radio Star and the Kaiser Chiefs? Uh, is there a connection? We met. Uh, oh, I know what it is. We recorded in Hook End Manor Studios, owned by uh, Trevor Horn from the band the, the Buggles, and he did Video Killed the Radio Star, star, and we recorded at his studio. So that is a connection. No, did, did I get it right? Exactly. <laughs> Now, at that studio, Ricky, what were you guys treated to? There were some luxuries you were treated to, wasn't there? Uh, it was all pretty luxurious. Not over-luxurious. Like, there weren't any, like, Thai massages or anything. But we got, we got cooked for, and we got our washing done, and we played with some dogs. Five. We got five free dogs. Five dogs. You don't get that much. Actually, I wanted to ask you guys about your rider. Uh, yeah, well, but what do you want to know? Well, your rider's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, we think so, yeah. Everyone else seems to think it's extravagant. Like, there's nothing outrageous. What's the most outrageous thing on the Kaiser Chiefs rider? There isn't anything outrageous. Oh, just water. <laughs> but, like, not, because people, people give us... This is going to sound like I'm really petty, but I like spring water, not purified water. That's normal, isn't it? Totally normal. And you mentioned dogs when you were recording, and I want to bring up a dog because I heard your good friend Lily... Allen. Lily Allen, who sings Oh My... God. Originally by the... Kaiser Chiefs. On her rider has a small dog. She requests to have a small dog on her rider. A little bit of a joke. I once worked at a venue, and uh, as a band, I think, I can't remember who it was, uh, it might have been Keen, requested, as a joke, I presume, a uh, naked picture of B. Arthur from the Golden Girls, which we provided. <laughs> Did you do it? Yeah, yeah we provided it. It was um, not a nice sight, but, you know. Was it mocked up, or was it real? No, it was uh, real, and then we put it in a frame. 
and presented it to them. Where did you get a naked picture of B. Arthur? There's everything on the internet, isn't there? Everything. You know that? <laughs> golden girls! Yeah, golden showers. Well, apparently Lily Allen wanted a small dog to pat before she went up on stage. What do you think about that? What do you know about a rumor like that? Wanting a small dog to pat before well, you, know, you go up on stage. Usually all these silly requests in riders are so that people... Uh, actually, you can check that people have read the rider. Like, you know, the whole no brown M&M's thing, that was just so that if there were brown M&M's, they could uh, say to the people, right, gig's off. You haven't followed the rider properly. Will you guys do some investigation for me? Next time you see Lily Allen, will you look for the dog? I was backstage at her New York show only last week. Clang, there's a big name drop for you. And uh, she did not have a dog. Thank you for verifying that. Yeah. But was that the show that she cancelled and the Claxons filled in on? No, 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 she did it, and she was very good. Okay, you're not denying. There, were, there really was no dog. There was no dog. Ricky and Simon of the Kaiser Chiefs, at the hook end... Mana. You were cared for very much, weren't you? Yes. Now, who had the biggest laundry bill? Peanut. What happened there? <laughs> That's a good story. Peanut, right? Because uh, we're always taking the piss out of Peanut. But... Who is Peanut, for the people that don't know? Oh, Peanut's the keyboard player in the Kaiser Chiefs with me and Simon. And uh, when they ca- Because the laundry was free, right? We didn't have to have a bill. But as a joke, we set it up so that the guy that ran the place came with bills for each of us. And we opened it up and I went, ooh, 16 pounds. And Simon's gone, oh. About $25. Mine's, mine, oh, mine's like, you know... 11 pounds. We're all going, oh, have you got any money I can borrow? Because we didn't have oh, cash on me. And then that was all going on. And Peanuts Bill said, like, 195 pounds, because he'd been doing a lot of laundry, getting him to do a lot. And, uh, but he didn't say anything. He didn't go, like, he just put it to one side, carried on on his computer. <laughs> now he's found out. But, yeah, th- that, so that joke kind of backfired. But, you know, we thought he'd be like, oh, oh my God, I've spent loads of money, but he wasn't. Would you like to take this time to apologise to Peanut right now? No. <laughs> he's a big shot. He can take it. Yeah, he is a big shot. Kaiser Chiefs, you guys are big shots too. You're on Motown. I asked this to you before, yeah. but what have you got for being on Motown? Like, you're on Motown. I've got a box set. <laughs> i got a box set as well. You don't get much more than that. Because, like, Motown. Have you had any extra Motown connections well, beside a bo- box set? It means we all have to... Beside a box set and Botox. A Botox box set. We all, uh, we all have to dress the same and learn dance routines and sing in perfect harmony. But, you know, I think that's a small price to pay. It just means someone there writes... Oh, no, I'm not going to go down that one. Uh, we, we, we only did it because we wanted the Motown logo on our uh, records. And then we ended up with the Universal Records logo on our records. So it backfired again. No, it looks great. <laughs> I've believed it both times. Good, good, yeah. We're on Motown. Oh, hello. You guys also travelled to Dallas, Texas not too long ago. Mm. But the gig apparently didn't go too well. Why was that? How could there ever be a bad Kaiser Chiefs gig? Uh, oh, uh, Dallas. It's to do with the uh, fact that uh, there was an, a person not related to the Kaiser Chiefs in the middle of the stage, standing next to Ricky Ice. <laughs> yeah, there was... The, the microphone broke, and usually, you know, the roadies kind of scuttle on, like this. <laughs> scuttling, like a like some kind of rat boy, right? But there was a, a lady, and she came on wearing a bright pink top, going like this. Can I, can I hold the mic as if it was her? Uh, like, with a spare mic, going like this. And you're me. Yeah, I'm pretending to hold the mic. She's walking around like that, and we. Uh, so that was that was quite embarrassing. But we, I mean, we were good though. We we pulled it out of the bag. It was just a bit, and it wasn't the best Kaiser Chiefs gig. And that had never happened before, had it, Simon? What a bad Kaiser Chiefs gig? No, like somebody grabbing the mic up on stage before that had never happened. Usually it'd be a fan though, or you know, a member of the audience, or someone who you know is enjoying the gig. But this woman was just totally. Uh, 
Will you be prepared next time? How could you possibly counteract that? Uh, you can't. Expect the unexpected always. Kaiser Chiefs, you guys played the Leeds Festival, didn't you, in 2006? Yes. Now, at the Leeds Festival, there also was a performer by the name of Ice... Tea. Now, are you guys big iced tea fans? Uh, I was a big fan of his wife. Who's <laughs> <laughs> his wife? Darlene, I think, was her name or something. She, we were in catering, and usually catering's pretty boring. But then oh, she, Coco is his wife. Yeah, she came in. She had uh, some things. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see Coco. So, so Ice Tea played the Leeds Festival. He was on the side stage. I interviewed Ice Tea. Right, did you? And I asked him about the Kaiser Chiefs indirectly. All right, and what did he say? He dissed you. Oh, good. You guys were dissed by Ice-T. Have you made it now? Yes. What did he say? Well, what he said was this. I said, is it true you said from the stage, the side stage, the main stage is full of pussies? Right. Uh, And he said... No. Yes, yeah, the main stage, yes, of course they're full of pussies. Well, the, uh, the audience was full no, of No, were you on the main stage? Uh, we were on the main stage, yeah. And Ice-T was on the side stage. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I'd prefer to have a load of pussies than a load of cocks. So you were called a pussy. No, he was probably talking about Karen O. No, I asked, and I wanted to get some reconfirmation on it, because, you know, the Kaiser Chiefs, I want to stand up for you guys. So I said to Ice-T, what is a pussy? Uh, what did he say? And Ice-T said, everyone knows what a pussy is. I guess a pussy is something that has no balls. Okay. What's that phrase, the thing, the, the thing? Uh, you can't fuck, uh, cock. Fucking cock, fuck, asshole, fuck. Oh, I'd rather be a fucking pussy, don't I? Fucking asshole, cock, fuck. Oh, we're all, we're all the cocks, assholes, or pussies. Uh, pussies get fucked. I can't remember. But anyway, you know, pussies give life. So the question... <laughs> <laughs> we're life-giving pussies. So the question arises, Ricky and Simon, of the Kaiser Chiefs, directed from a celebrity question from Ice-T. Yeah. Do you have any balls? I've got two. I think we've got two each, is that right? Two each, apart from Peanut. He's got, he's got two, but they're... Uh, substantial. <laughs> substantial balls. Any comebacks to Ice-T at all, now that he's dissed you? Yeah, Ice-T, I'm coming for... I'm not. <laughs> I don't know, I don't really care. You know what I mean? It doesn't really affect me. Simon. Ricky. Of the Kaiser Chiefs. Leeds, where you're from. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's been known as the clubbing capital of England. Mm, a little bit, Manchester more. It's the clubbing capital of Yorkshire. Because it has this little quote about it that is it a that it, Leeds is a popular destination for stags and hens. Right, yeah. Leeds and Newcastle. That's what I predict a riot is about, basically. Yeah. Stags and hens. So who comes to your gigs? The stags or the hens? Uh we never really have, you know, stag parties or hen nights. They don't really come to our shows. They usually hang around Yates's Wine Lodge. And if you're English, you'll know what a Yates's Wine Lodge is. Speaking of English stuff, Harry Ramsden. Who is Harry Ramsden? He's an expert, master fish and chip maker. Simon used to work in his I, shop. I used to make chips at Harry Ramsden's Fish and Chip Emporium in Guiseley, Leeds, West Yorkshire, LS29. I don't know the postcode. And it's like the best fish and chips in England, or it's the biggest chain of the chips? Uh, it used to be good. Now it's just very expensive. Have you seen it anywhere else? And what do you think about the fish and chips around the world now that you've sampled it? Have you sampled the fish and chips around the world? Uh, I had fish and chips in uh, Sydney, and it was delightful. Kaiser Chiefs? Oh, you were going to say, Ricky? I was say, I nearly had fish and chips yesterday, but I changed my mind. Kaiser Chiefs, you get around by jet a lot, don't you? We do jet around, jet and, setting. And what's the deal between the Kaiser Chiefs and Silver Jet? <laughs> there is a deal. Uh, they let us off uh, a lot of our fee for travelling, and we get them into gigs. 
They're a great new company. I could do an advert for them right <laughs> you now. You have your own jet. You have your own jet, don't you? We don't have our own jet, no. It's, uh, this it's... stuff was shipped on Silver Jet, though, wasn't it? Uh, the the, the yeah. thing is, it kind of is our own jet, because they've only got one plane, and we were on it. But they do let other passengers yeah. on it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Kaiser Chiefs jet. Yes. That's just that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they, see, the thing is, we'll say, yeah, we've got a jet, and then someone will go, what about Global Cool Man? <laughs> I thought you were into that. So you can't win. No, no, I think, because you know there's the argument people have about travelling the world and should we do it because, you know... Al Gore got in trouble for that. Right. The thing is, as a band, I think we've got a responsibility to travel around the world because otherwise, if we stayed in our hometown of Leeds, people would be flying in and that would be <laughs> so many... And that would put new aircrafts in the sky to kind of just fly loads of people in who are desperate to see us. And I think us five travelling around the world is just... I think we're saving the planet single-handedly. Kaiser Chiefs, who is your manager? I've got two. Who are they? James Sandham and Mick Webster. Now, I was curious. They get 20%, don't they? Yes. So what do they buy? What does the managers buy? Uh, Mick, I've no idea because I, I don't know what he bought. A car? He bought? He got a car. And also... Uh, what type of car? He got a Merc. <laughs> Mercedes. It's nice. He's uh, good for giving his lifts in. <laughs> that's, he's, that's because, because I'm curious, you know, what do the managers buy? Because, you know, you guys are poor. You don't, get, you, don't, you, don't, you, know, you don't get the full cut. Yeah, but we get loads of stuff for yeah. free. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, that's boots. Pointy boots. Pointy boots. Winkle pickers he buys. Winkle pickers shirts, and Mercedes. Paul nice. Smith shirts. Nice Paul Smith shirts. Paul Smith shirts. James buys uh, check music. Shirts, check shirts. Check shirts. And uh, frat boys jackets with leather arms, but usually a red kind of, you know, cloth front with a big R on it. It's kind or, big, or in this case, a big pound sign. Are you kind of resentful? No, not at all. I mean, we couldn't do it without them. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want his job. It's so just emailing. We didn't get into this, into this to be secretaries. Ricky and Simon from the Kaiser Chiefs. Does Simon? Does Ricky? Does Ricky Simon order people around on stage? Uh, no. He's pretty good, actually. Ricky is probably the only person on stage without a tech. But doesn't he order the audience around? Do you order the audience to do certain things, Ricky? Uh, only if they, I feel they need to be told to have a good time. Well, sometimes they do. But people, especially over this side of the Atlantic, people need to be told to have a good time more. They don't instantly know that they're allowed to go mental. Unless the Canucks have won one, in which Woo! case... Go, go Canucks! Woo! That's our team. Yesterday we were walking these very streets and the Canucks had just won round one. And it was mental. So if they win round four, I've no idea. See, I know what I'm talking about. Seven games each round, you know. And uh, we, I was high-fiving people, hanging out of cars. I was carrying girls on my shoulders. I was go Canucks, man. Ricky and Simon from the Kaiser Chiefs, winding up here. Who is the band Sherbet? Sherbet. Sherbet. Who is the band Sherbet? I don't from know. From Australia. Do the song How's That? Oh, this band Sherbet. Right. Uh, Nick likes them. Uh, they've got a song How's That. Have you heard it? Yes, I have heard the song. Uh, how's that? You took me around. You took me around. How's that? Uh, yeah, Nick single-handedly wanted to bring back Sherbet in Australia. And we travelled around Australia. And on the final gig, the guy, I forget Darryl. his name, Daryl... Hannah came to the show. Daryl Hannah came to the show. We talked about Splash. And he got up on stage. Daryl Hannah from Splash got up on stage. And uh, she's from other films as well. Kill Bill. Ricky and Simon, I want to ask you, though, about Sherbet, because they were forced later on in their career yeah. to change their name to Highway. Oh, dear. To really? fit the American market. Really? Is that true? Yes. Yeah, so would you change your name to fit the American market? And yeah. what would you call yourself? The Sidewalks. 
Well, there's already been sidewalks. The moving sidewalks. Roki Erickson's band, the moving sidewalks. Uh, right. Think Actually, sorry, that wasn't Roki Erickson. That was the guy from ZZ Top's first band. The upward elevators. The upward elevators, I like it. It's a bit like the evaporators. Very close. Very close. Now, I would like to ask you, Ricky and Simon from the band, the Kaiser Chiefs, the last time I talked to you, Ricky, mm. you talked to me about the Russian groupie. <laughs> I haven't seen the Russian groupie since. She wasn't really a groupie. She was just... You've been to Russia, though. We've been to Russia a once. Couple, oh, just no, once. just the once. You don't, you don't tend to go more than once. So I guess what I was wondering was the groupie situation. You know, there's a rumor going around, Ricky, that there's a famous band called the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs who are having a groupie association with the Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, even if that was true, I wouldn't kiss and tell. Do you love Karen O from the IAS? Do you know she's a secret groupie of no, the Kaiser Chiefs? No, she's not. I think they're really good, though. I think they're great. What would make a secret groupie of the Kaiser Chiefs, Simon? Would make one. Yeah, how do you know there's a secret groupie out there? You when you never know. You should never know. Uh, Clues in the name. Yeah, keep them secret. Like when you're looking in the audience out there. Oh, right, secret groupies. They're usually kind of like, there's two of them, but they're dressed as one person, so they're quite tall, because obviously one's on the shoulder of the other, and one's peeking out from the button of a big long coat, and the other one's got a big hat on. So that's, that's the threesome. Ricky and Simon from the Kaiser. Chiefs. Who do you want to be, Ricky? Who do you want to be? When I grow up. Uh, who, no, do I... who do you want to be? You want to be somebody right now. Magnum? <laughs> no, who does Ricky want to be, Simon? I went to a restaurant earlier on, down the road, and they got a Tom Selleck burger. Have they? Yeah. <laughs> really? I'd like to munch on that burger. Who, who do I, I want to be? Who does Ricky want to be, Simon? Uh, I'm sure I this is a person that plays in a rock and roll group. You want to be somebody who's in a rock and roll group. Yeah. You're kind of... Guy. Who do you want to be? Who do I want to be? You want to be the Cribs. <laughs> you want to be Ryan Jarman of the Cribs. No, no, I don't want to be him. I want to be, you know, be a bit carefree like him. But is. the Cribs, like you suddenly make reference to the Cribs perhaps in your song, My Kind of Guy. Well, I think it's because it sounded a bit like the Cribs when we all shouted it. My kind of guy. And I quite like that. That's, and I like the Cribs. I think they're a great cracking, cracking band. They recorded their new album in this fair city. They're your favourite support band, aren't they, Simon? The Cribs. Yeah, unfortunately, support is loads, and so they can't do it anymore. But they're my favourite band, full stop. Why can't they do it anymore? Because we've taken them everywhere and done everything, and it's, you got to have different bands, apparently. So then you kind of ended by writing a song about them. Yeah, they're great. They're great. We love them, and they're good friends of ours. And lastly, here, Ricky and Simon from the Kaiser Chiefs, you're talking about the excitement with hockey and stuff here, you yeah. guys being into Leeds and stuff. Now, they're bringing soccer, uh, football, to North America. You know that. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> it's not doing very well. But can I sing you my Canucks song I made up last night? Oh, sure, go ahead. Go Canucks, hit those pucks into those goals. Go Canucks, hit those pucks into those goals. How does that resemble any Leeds chant? Not at all. Is there anything close to that? How would that work at Leeds? The Leeds one goes, we're going down, but we'll be back. But then we don't, we're not. Yeah. Going down, we're going down another division. Because I want to ask your opinion on this. Beckham is going to come to the LA Galaxy. Yeah, yeah everyone's looking forward to that, you know. And you heard the rumour now they're going to have Zidane as well really? on the LA Galaxy. What do you think about that? Beckham and Zidane on the LA Galaxy. Well, I think they'll just be running circles around everyone, won't they? Because they're, they're really good. Robbie Fowler apparently is going somewhere, Dallas or somewhere, Boston or somewhere. Robbie Fowler. Robbie Fowler is an uh, ex-Leeds player. But anyway. It'll be good. It'll be good for soccer to have really good football players. Because the thing is, I don't know. Although I'm worried about if soccer takes off, because soccer is the best. 
than other, you know, your normal sports that you have over here, you know, NFL. It'll be, it'll be gone. And no one will be singing my song. And all the jocks will be going, oh, no, God! Yeah, all the jocks and the Geordies. Well, thanks so much, Kaiser Chiefs. Really appreciate your time. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Uh, hi. <laughs> Go see Fido. Why should people care about the Kaiser Chiefs? Kaiser Chiefs, why should people care? Uh, because we care about you. Well, thanks so much, Kaiser Chiefs. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 loot do do do.
And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardward Human Serviette Radio Show. That was the Kaiser Chiefs with When the Heat Dies Down. And before that, an interview with... The Kaiser Chiefs. To end the Nardwara Human Serviette Radio Show, I thought I would continue along on the Kaiser theme. Here are a whole bunch of tracks from Kaiser George, not related to the band The Kaiser Chiefs. This is Kaiser George from the band The Kaisers from Scotland, who actually do indirectly kind of have a connection with the Kaiser Chiefs, because also from Scotland is Alex from Franz Ferdinand, and Alex from Franz Ferdinand produced The Cribs, the Kaiser Chiefs' favorite band. But here is a band not really related completely musically, although I do think they are connected spiritually. Kaiser George of the Kaisers playing with the High Mixers. The high mixers, or the high fixers, the high risers. Sorry about that. There are lots of high risers in and high rollers in Scotland, namely Alex Capranos from France Fernand, who kindly produced the last Cribs record, which we heard at the beginning of the Nardwarty Human Serviette, which is out in Canada, coming out in July. The Cribs recorded at the Warehouse Studios in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So Alex Capranos of France Ferdinand from Scotland recorded the Cribs from Wake. Field, England at the Warehouse Studio in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Kaiser Chiefs from Leeds, UK have had the Cribs open for them on many, many gigs. So here back to Scotland is Kaiser George backed up by the High Risers from United States of America. Ka. On an Erdwardy Human Serviette radio show, this is Kaiser George of the Kaisers, not the Kaiser Chiefs. Not the Kaiser Chiefs. <laughs> I'm <laughs> 